Welcome in to Locked On Phillies. The Philadelphia Phillies stink. I'm dead inside. I don't know how they get better. Everything's going wrong for this team. They get swept by the Mets today. I guess the best we can do is commiserate together. On today's episode, I'm sure it's going to be a fun one of Locked On Phillies. Locked on Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Uh, I've been talking Phillies baseball for long enough. That I'm dead inside. Uh, happy to be here with you as your host of Locked On Phillies, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. The good news, the Philadelphia Phillies, yeah, well, they go ahead and uh, now they get to play the Washington Nationals after this. So that's that's good, I guess. They play them tomorrow at 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can hear every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of their matchup with the Nationals, the two lowest-ranked teams in the NL East on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you can go ahead and uh, pull that up. So, yeah, fun Friday night. I'm sure it will be. I'm sure the Phillies can't get swept by the Nationals, too. Can they? No, they they probably can. Uh, the Phillies lose to the Mets 4-2 to today. Uh, last night, I uh, didn't get a chance to do an episode before because day baseball today, so we're also recapping that one. They lose 4-1. to one. Uh, I mean, they got a runner to second base, so that was good, uh, I guess. But uh, as far as winning a game, nope, no chance. Only scored one run, only scored three runs in the entirety of the series. And the Mets didn't pitch all that well. I mean, Senga was great in the opener. Uh, but let's start with last night's game. We'll get into today's game coming up. But let's just start with last night's game since I haven't had a chance to jump into it. Uh, I mean, Aaron Nola goes out there and he proves why you can't pay Aaron Nola. It's just factual. I mean, you look at the line and you say, okay, six innings pitch, four hits, four earned runs, three walks, five Ks. That's not bad, right? Well, it's not about the final stat line with him. It's that he doesn't have a clutch gene. I mean, Edmundo Sosa, it's a home run in the top of the third to make it one to nothing. You're like, okay, the Phillies have a lead. And then immediately in the bottom of the third, Aaron Nola gives up a two-run home run to Mark Hammer. And then it's two, two to one. And the lead's given up and the Phillies never got it back. I mean, the offense, do they need to be better than scoring one run? Absolutely. Uh, especially against Carlos Carrasco, who's not the Carlos Carrasco, the 17-game winner that he was prior, uh, previously in his career. He was all right. The Phillies had opportunities. I mean, uh, the Phillies had nine hits and only scored one run. That's also terrible. They were 0 for 7, I believe, with runners in scoring position. That's a theme that's been going on this year. Uh, so the offense, I mean, uh, they don't deserve much more credit. I mean, Bryce Stott was 2 for 5. Bryce Harper was 2 for 4. Brandon Marsh was 2 for 4. Cody Clemens, 2 for 3. Uh, but the problem is Castellanos went over. Schwarber went over. JT went over. Trey Turner went over. Trey Turner stinks, by the way. We're going to get more into that. He just is not good at baseball right now. I wonder if he's ever been good at baseball or if they've just sold us some propaganda uh, and all those stats from his time in Washington and Los Angeles were fake because this guy looks like the worst short, uh, shortstop in baseball, not the best shortstop in baseball. But bottom line is you finally get momentum in the third inning with that Mundo Sosa home run that barely sneaks out, hits off the uh, defensing uh, out there in left center, and then – you give it right back. And then the Phillies have an opportunity, but then the fourth, 
uh, Mark on an RBI single, two RBI single. Uh, so he had all of the RBIs in the Mets. I mean, Nola just – he's not clutch. He's just not. He gets in big moments, and he does not mentally have the capacity for them. He has all the ability in the world. He does not have the mentality to win big games. He doesn't. He won a couple for him last year, but in the World Series, he collapsed. I mean, when he needs to end the skid, he collapses. He's not consistently good enough. Uh, one incredible start, and then three bad ones, and then an okay one, and then an incredible one, and then two bad ones, and then an okay one, and then a great one. And that's just like, it's too inconsistent. Go out and be good every time. I mean, go out and be good 90% of the time. That's what most of these great pitchers in baseball will do. I know. The argument, oh, Nola's numbers, he's one of the greatest pitchers in Philly's history. And I was a big Nola guy. I really was. I'm done with him now. I'm done with Aaron Nola. I'm completely out on him. Uh, I'm ready for him to not be on this team anymore. Uh, I'm kind of at the point where I'm considering a trade deadline move to move Aaron Nola, to get something for him because the Phillies are not paying this guy and somebody will. If this goes much further south, that might be where the Philadelphia Phillies find themselves. Move Aaron Nola to find pieces to, I, I don't know, try and – build a second core in the time where you have Harper and Turner and who even knows at this point. I don't know how this roster is as bad as it is. The lineup looks great, but they can't produce. The rotation looks solid. Can't get it done. Even when they do get it done, the offense is non-existent. Uh, yeah, that was, it was just a mind numbingly bad game last night to follow up an even worse game on Friday. Uh, I mean, I guess the good news is the Phillies got slightly better in each game offensively, but Ah, man, I just uh, – I don't even know. 4-1 loss. Edmundo Sosa was the only RBI in that game. Only no hits with runners in scoring position because Sosa, of course, hit the solo home run. I don't know what to make of this Phillies team. All I know is they're not good enough to win. Uh, and they fall to the Mets in game two. I scored 4-1. Uh, the Mets, Carrasco's final line was six innings pitch. He gave up six hits, only one earned. One walk, four Ks. I mean, he wasn't overpowering. He threw 82 pitches, 52 for strike. He's got a 5-7-4 ERA. The Phillies should be able to hammer him. They didn't. Uh, they didn't get a hold of the bullpen at all. The bullpen was scoreless for the New York Mets. And that's how you go ahead and lose. I mean, the Mets the Mets had five hits in this game. They scored four runs. The Phillies had nine hits. They scored one run. Part of that's on Aaron Nola for allowing four runs on five hits. That's tough to do. you got to be super unclutch to let that happen, and he was. Like, every time they get runners on, you got to basically let them score, and he did. And you also have to be super unclutch offensively to have nine hits and only score one run, and the Philadelphia Phillies were. I mean, this team just doesn't know how to win. They're not winners. They're talented. They can put some stuff together. They don't know how to win. I don't know if they'll ever figure it out. I'm super down on this team right now. And I'll tell you more about it why as we get into uh, the game from today, this afternoon, this 1 o'clock game that just concluded between the Phillies and the Mets, the first game of June. Uh, I thought the June Phillies might show their face. You might have an opportunity to go ahead and have a little bit of uh, faith put back into this team. Oh, it's June. Oh, they beat the Mets in the final game of the series. Okay, cool. Let's get amped up. Maybe June is where they make the run. No, they lost. They lost 4-2. to It was an equally uninspiring performance, and we'll get into it coming up. Uh, again, you can listen to the Phillies take on the Washington Nationals tomorrow night, 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game. Uh, on the SiriusXM app. So just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that up. Coming up, uh, we'll break down today's game uh, that resulted in the sweep against the New York Mets between the Mets and the Phillies. And talk about some more stuff that just drove me insane. A lot of stuff is right now. We'll discuss as we continue Locked on Phillies.
First, though, I want to tell you about my friends over at FanDuel. Uh, FanDuel NBA playoffs are here. I mean, uh, make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Uh, the bets that I would make right now, starting with baseball, uh, I would look at this team here in Philadelphia and I would bet the money line against them every single game. They can't win. Uh, bet the Nationals to win the series coming up against the Phillies because the Phillies just, uh, they stink. They flat out stink. I don't know that they can compete with even some of the worst teams in baseball. They are one of the worst teams in baseball. So, yes, bet against the Phillies. But in uh, the NBA, you've got the championship matchup coming up. Miami, Denver. I love Denver in this matchup. I love uh, Nikola Jokic is over in points, rebounds, assists, all of that stuff. Maybe more rebounds and assists than points, but Miami does not have an answer for him, and he's been dominant in the playoffs. So go ahead and check that all out. I love all those bets to so go ahead and make some money, courtesy of your boy. Uh, there's no better place uh, to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. They keep up in that amount. What are you waiting for? That's FanDuel.com slash on. FanDuel official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. Phillies, Mets, game three. Today just ended. I'm recording this recently after it. The Mets win four to two. It was just an embarrassing game. It never felt close, even though it was close basically the whole way. Uh, Tywin Walker only went four innings. He allowed two hits, three on runs. Three on runs on two hits is tough to do. But that's the story of the Phillies. Not clutch, not clutch, not clutch. He allowed three walks. He only struck out two. And he left with what seemed like some discomfort in his oblique or something like that. I don't know. We'll see what's going on with him. The Phillies' injuries are continuing to get worse. We'll talk more about the injury situations in the final segment of this one uh, when we also take a little bit of a uh, a look forward at the National Series. Not too much of a deep dive. I want to talk more about some pertinent injuries, including what's going on with Alec Bohm. But the Phillies got on the board early. Uh, Trey Turner stole third uh, after getting on. Uh, Bryce Harper stole second, and then the ball got away, so Trey Turner scored. Harper went to third, uh, throwing error on the Mets. So it's great. one nothing, and then Nick Castellanos is a sacrifice fly to center field. 2 nothing, right off the bat in the first inning. You're like, okay, the Phillies are finally waking up. Bottom of the third, uh, Jeff McNeil hits an RBI single to center. It's 2-1. to one. Bottom of the fourth, Marcana again. Uh, Two-run home run to make it 3-2. to two. Felt just like yesterday. I mean, 397 out to left center, similar spot to where he hit the ball out yesterday. Once it was 3-2 to two with Max Scherzer on the mound, it fell over. It was 3-2 to two from the fourth inning to the sixth. And then the sixth, uh, Vientos had a sacrifice fly for the Mets scoring Brett Beatty, 4-2. Uh, to two. Ball game is over. Phillies never scored again after the top of the first inning. Uh, they ended the game with a total of six hits. Again, they out hit the Mets. They had six hits and two runs. The Mets had four runs on four hits. Clutch, that's the difference. I don't know what else to tell you. It's absolutely a difference in coming through in the clutch, and the Phillies don't have it this year. They don't win tight ball games. They don't push runners across. They don't play smart baseball. They don't play good defense. They don't pitch well in the clutch. They don't handle big situations well. Rob Thompson hasn't made the best decisions in big situations. I don't know. It's not like Max Scherzer was incredible in this one. Scherzer went seven innings, sure. He allowed five hits, one earned. One walk, nine Ks. That's pretty good, but compared to how Matt Scherzer normally is against the Philadelphia Phillies, it's rather pedestrian by his standards. He had opportunities to go ahead and make it hurt more and just didn't. So that's unfortunate. Uh, didn't score off the bullpen once again. The Mets' bullpen was 
perfect in the series. Well, they allowed hits, but perfect on the earned run sheet. Didn't give up any runs against the Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, it's hard when the Phillies only score three runs in a series, in a three-game series, to give up runs. But I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you just look at this Phillies lineup. Garrett Stubbs had a hit. It was a bunt hit. Uh, Brandon Marsh had a hit up the middle. Nice. Good work by him. Uh, Trey Turner had a hit in the first inning. Then he went 0 for 3 the rest of the way. Nick Castellanos was 3 for 3. He was the only bright spot in the lineup today. But, I mean, Stott went 0 for 4. Harper went 0 for 3. Schorber went 0 for 4. Um, oh, my God. Don't, I can't believe I'm talking about Drew Ellis right now, who was up because of Bohm's injury. Drew Ellis was 0 for 1, swinging at the first pitch as a pitch hitter in a big spot late on in the game. Uh, Cody Clemens 0 for 3. Edmundo Sosa 0 for 3. J.T. Romito pinch hit, went 0 for 1. I, I don't know, man. This team just has nothing going for them right now whatsoever. If Tywin Walker's hurt, I don't know how you make that up in the rotation. You're already down a starter. Can't be down two starters. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube right now, my head is in my hands. I don't know what to tell you about this Philadelphia Phillies team. I don't know how they pull out of this. I don't know how they get better. Um, guys just it, – it's crazy to say that guys just have to play better, but guys just have to play better. I mean – Kyle Schwarber has to be better. He has to hit home runs. He has to hit somewhat for average. You got to hit above 200, my dude. You can't just be 140. Uh, what is he batting right now? Let's go ahead and take a look. Kyle Schwarber's batting 160. That's impossible. He's not even hitting my weight, much less his own. You can't get away with that. I don't care how many home runs you hit. 160 is unacceptable. Trey Turner is terrible. He's batting 236 right now. That's awful. I mean, for a guy that consistently bats at 300, he's nearly 70 points below that. I don't know what's happening with him. I don't know if he pulls out of it. I, I don't know. Uh, looking at the rest of his lineup, the bottom of the lineup, I mean, Clemens is batting 257. Sosa's batting 254. Stubbs is batting 242. Ramuto's batting 256. I mean, you just don't have enough consistently good hitters in this lineup right now, but the names are good. This might be the season that breaks me of the belief that in baseball the season is long enough that the Philadelphia Phillies, that good, well, not the Philadelphia Phillies, they'll prove that they can break any trend. But good players, great players will end up being good or great players. Bad players will end up being bad players. Like water finds its level. There's just too much of a sample size for players to play outside of their usual skill level for the course of the entire season. So, I mean – that's what I still believe, but the Phillies are proving me wrong day in and day out. They can't find a way to win. Uh, fun little stat for you here, okay? So Bryson Stott and Trey Turner. Do you know how many times? We are we just finished game number, uh, let's see, 56 on the year. The Phillies are 25 and 31, by the way. Terrible. Just finished game number 56 on the year. Do you know how many times Trey Turner and Bryson Stott have reached base in the first inning together? Once, one time all year through 56 games. I know they're not always batting one, two, or they weren't always, but one time all year they've reached for uh, base in the same first inning. That's insane. I mean, Bryson Stott started the series, or started the series, started the year with like a 20 something game hit streak or close to that. I don't even remember. It feels so long ago. Trey Turner consistently bats 300 in his career, and the guys just can't figure it out together. I don't know if it's a chemistry thing. I don't know if it's a lineup fit thing. And the other thing is you can't make 
drastic changes. There aren't drastic changes to be made. What are you going to do? Trade one of your guys with a no trade clause on 13 year deals? Uh, can't do that. Uh, I mean, what are you going to fire the manager you just gave a new deal to? 50 some games into his first season as actual manager that took you to the World Series last year? They're not going to do that. Uh, I guess maybe the most dramatic change you can make. And the pitching has been good lately. So he doesn't even deserve it. But if you fire Caleb Coppin, that would be the only thing that you can go out and do that would be like, a reasonable, somewhat big change that you think maybe might give a jolt. But, like, the pitchers are performing as of late. This series against the Mets, the pitchers were good. You got good starts from all three of your starters. Uh, Aaron Nola wasn't clutch, but, I mean, you still got relatively good starts compared to what they were working with before. Like, you got starts you can win ball games with. It just doesn't matter if you don't hit. I don't know. Maybe the Nationals are the get-right series this team needs, or maybe this is where it goes even deeper down this dark depression that I'm in and you go ahead and you lose a series to the nationals or worse get swept and the lo- losing streak goes from what it is now four to seven and you're in last place in the NL East behind them. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the standings right now in the NL East and I say Braves 33 and 23, eight games up on the Phillies. Okay. Wow. They're way out. Mets 30 and 27. Now three and a half games back. They're making a push. Marlins, four and a half games back, 29 and 28. The Phillies are 25 and 31, six games below 500. The Washington Nationals are 24 and 32. They're seven games below 500, but they're only one game back on the Philadelphia Phillies. This matchup between the Marlins, or the Marlins, between the Nationals and the Phillies, the Phillies lose one game, they're going to be tied for last place in the NL East. They lose two of three. They are the last place team in the NL East. That's how bad they are. I don't know how it's possible. I don't know how they possibly have a negative 45 run differential. I don't get any of it. It's getting too late to pull out of this hole. I mean, you only have a couple more weeks before we start talking about trades at the deadline. And I'm already talking about the Phillies are in dire straits and they need something to change soon. I don't know what it is. But what I do know is the Philadelphia Phillies take on the Washington Nationals. They take them on tomorrow night at uh, 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can hear every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast. Uh, on the SiriusXM app, just go ahead and check out the SXM app. Search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that up. So you can go ahead and listen to that. Coming up, we're just going to do a brief look at the starting pitchers for that series. We're also going to talk a little bit about some injuries with the Phillies, some injury updates. Not fun ones. Uh, we'll discuss as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Phillies. All right, let's talk a little bit about some injury updates. So Alec Bohm went ahead and had an MRI, lower body MRI some hamstring strain or issue. He got placed on the 10-day injured list today. That's why he was unavailable last night and today. That sucks because now you have Drew Ellis playing first base. I think I went to high school with some kid named Drew Ellis. Drew Ellis. Who in the world is Drew Ellis? You went from Reese Hoskins to Derek Hall to Alec Bohm to Drew Ellis over the course of just two months of the season. That's painful. That's super painful, but – that's part of the issue with the Phillies this year is that they've been unlucky. I mean, luck definitely has not been on their side. They've been on clutch, but luck also hasn't played their way. So we'll have to keep an eye on the Alec Bohm situation. Jose Alvarado, he's throwing another bullpen to make sure he's ready before he comes back. Uh, Rob Thompson's just being cautious. I mean, I would say get him back because the Phillies could really use him, but the bullpen's been fine, I guess. I, I don't think the bullpen's the issue with the team right now. So, yeah, when he comes back, that'll help, but – He's not the difference between them winning and losing these games. Uh, 
Derek Hall is getting closer. I'd expect that you see him back at some point in this month of June. It'll be later on in the month of June, but maybe that'll help. Uh, I don't know how he fits into this lineup. I guess you'd move Bone over to third again when Bone's healthy. Have Derek Hall play first, and then you'll have that all squared away. But I don't know how much better Derek Hall is going to be, especially not having seen live pitching in a while. There's no good solutions for anything. Uh, and Andrew Painter, still no news on when he's coming up. And it could be July. It could be August. And who knows if he'll even debut. Are, are they going to waste service time if the Phillies are out of contention by that point? That's a real thing. Are the Philadelphia Phillies going to be out of contention? I don't know. The injury situation is not great. The, uh, the production situation is not great. The pitching situation isn't great, especially the rotation. Oh, by the way, Tywin Walker. I didn't even bring up Tywin Walker. Um, yeah, if he indeed left today, start with an injury, which seemed like he was hampered by something, and he goes on the injured list, now you're looking for a fourth and a fifth starter. And your third starter, and Rangers Suarez has only made four starts this year, and your opening day starter in Aaron Nola, nobody trusts him because he collapses every time he gets an opportunity to get a big win for this team. Uh, you see what I'm dealing with over here, folks? See what we're all dealing with? This is your 2023 Philadelphia Phillies right now. Maybe they got another miraculous second half uh, stretch coming, but they're coming up on a third of the way through the season. Or I guess they are a third of the way through the season. Let's go ahead and do 56 times three. Yep, they're over a third of the way through the season now. They're not good. Normally a third of the way through the season, if you're not good, you're not good. Now this team's roster is more talented than that, but – they better start figuring it out soon, and they got to go on a significant run if they want a chance to make it into the playoffs. Only three and a half games back in the wild card right now in the National League, though. So you can make up that ground easily as long as you don't continue to play terrible baseball. But they haven't given any proof that they're going to do that. So fun times in Phillies land, folks. But, hey, maybe a get-right series against the Nationals coming up. I'll probably talk myself back into this theme by tomorrow's episode. But that's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for checking out Locked on Phillies. Make sure you're rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts. If you haven't yet subscribed to the YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. Check it out on YouTube. Watch it. Visually watching the podcast is so much better. You get to see how upset I am at the Phillies. And it puts a face to a voice. I always enjoy when I have a favorite podcast, listening to it on YouTube and watching it on YouTube than just listening to it and subscribing gets you the notifications. So it's your best way to consume Locked on Philly. So go ahead and uh, you can jump in on all of that. And I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.